I want to talk to us about the supernatural, about supernatural grace. And I want us to read the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 10. And I want us to share some few things today. I'll be brief, but be very powerful. And I know God will minister to you. God will minister to you his, 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 by his masses. And I want us to read the story. The singer, the one who sang Amazing Grace, John Newton, when he sang Amazing Grace, he sang that song when he had no opportunity of ever seeing, of ever living again. John Newton, in those, in those years of slave trade, he was, he, was, he, was, he was in the business of slave trade. His father was a, his father was a, uh, was a, his father was a, a, a slave trader. And they were going with a ship. And the father died when he was only 11. And the mother had died. So John Newton was left with the other people who were selling, who, who, was, who was buying and selling slaves. And John Newton, because of the kind of business they were doing, buying slave and selling slave. And when the slave, when they bought slave from Africa and take them to other nations of Europe and Eastern, Eastern of Europe and Arab country, what happened now when, when a slave could become sick and, and they saw that the slave would not survive, they used to be so angry and mistreat that slave and they could pick the slave and throw the slave in the water to be eaten by a shark because they, it's a business that has been lost. And that is the work that John Newton used, uh, uh, survived his father or what he was doing. And one of the time, uh, John Newton, they, were, they, could, they, could, they could drink. They, 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 they spent most of their time drinking and, and uh, drinking alcohol and they were drunkard all through the journey. And one time, John Newton had, was so angered by a slave and he picked up a slave and he was throwing the slave to the ocean. As he threw the, the slave to the ocean, he went together with the slave because he was, he was drunkard. And instead of him going to the ocean, uh, drown in the ocean, he was, he was pierced on his thigh by the hook of the ship. And the hook pierced his thigh and he, and he was hanging on the ship, his, his feet up and his head down. And the rest of the crew members, they were drunkard and asleep. So, he went when his he went he he, he the, the ship the ship traversed the ocean when the rest were asleep and he was trying to to shout but because of the wave they could not hear his shouting so he went like that up to the shore up to the shore of the ocean and that is when they realized there is somebody hanging his leg then they removed him they removed him from the hook all almost dead he had bled and he was it was so paining. And when he was, and when they, they removed him, they tried to treat him with the herbal medicine and the medicine they had in the, in, in the ship. And they left him at the, at the edge of the shore, trying to see whether he will, he will recuperate and go back to business. And when he was seated, and when he was hidden in that, in that, in that shore of the ocean, they, he started asking himself some question, and he started seeing the goodness of God. John Newton had become a brutal person, and he was so arrogant. In fact, it is recorded, it is recorded in history that John Newton, he was very abusive. He could abuse somebody for two hours. He could abuse somebody for 
without repeating a word. He just abused you different names without repeating a word. Two hours. But when he was seated there and was all crying, he realizes it is God's grace that he is still and he started And he started lighting the song Amazing Grace. How sweet it is sound. It saved a wretch like me. I was lost, I'm now found. I was blind, but now I see. It is amazing grace that will take us home. And from there, John Newton became the famous lighter of the song Amazing Grace. The song we celebrate, almost every community in the world, they have sung that song. It was sung by a man that was very cruel, who was stunned aloud by the grace of God. Why I am talking about the grace of God this morning? Because I know God's grace is able to turn aloud somebody's attitude. God's grace is able to heal a family and a marriage. God's grace is able to open closed doors. And God's grace is able to fight battles that no man can fight. That when there is nothing or nobody allowed your life, God's grace is available for you. The man of supernatural grace, I want you to capture something that will change your life. I don't care how your life have been before, but I have come today in the name of the Lord to present to you the power of supernatural grace. There is supernatural grace that can change our story. And Paul, lighting to the Corinthian, he's, he wrote this, these words so that you can understand why supernatural grace. In 1 Corinthians chapter, chapter 15, verses 10, Paul says, can we read together one, two, three? But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Amen? The word grace is repeated three times. In one verse, he is emphasizing that by, by the grace of God, I am what I am. That whatever you see in me, it is not my work. It is not my effort. It is not my strength. It is not my brilliance. It is the grace of God. I am who I am. I am what I am. I have what I have because of God's grace. And he says that God's grace in me, his grace toward me was not in vain. That when the grace of God came to Paul, it did not waste it. It transformed him into an important person. Paul was not a very good person. By the time he met the grace of God, he was a cruel man. He persecuted the church. He was among the people that hated the Christian faith. But because of God's grace, he changed to the glory of God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. By God's grace. He said, but I labored more abundantly than they all. He's saying that he labored more. Paul worked more than the apostles that literally were with Jesus himself. But he said, it is not me. It is Jesus who gave me that grace to labor more. Hallelujah. Somebody say God's grace. I want you to know, and I want you to write, I want you to write the following. I want you to know that grace 
is an unmerited favor and the love of God for man. Grace. It is an unmerited favor and the love, it is the unmerited favor and, and the love of God for man. When you say you have received grace, you have received unmerited favor and God's love. When you say you have received grace, grace is unmerited favor and the love of God for man. When God shows you favor that you do not merit and he shows you love that is so deep, then you say, I have received grace. Grace is favor and love toward a man. Number two, grace is God's riches at Christ's expense. Grace is God's riches at Christ's expense. When, when God releases his riches, which has already been paid by Christ on the cross, grace is God's riches at Christ's expense. The, words, the word grace means, uh, it means God's riches at Christ's expense. I want to say something else. I've said, number one, that grace is unmerited favor and the love of God for man. And I've also said that grace is God's riches at Christ's expense. It is Christ who paid the price for us to enjoy his grace. Number three, grace is God's willingness to help man whenever he is in need. Grace is God's willingness to help man whenever he is in need. I have come to pronounce to you in the month of April, our month of supernatural grace, we are saying in the month of April, it is the month of God's willingness to help you wherever you have need. So in the month of supernatural grace, you are going to receive supernatural help from God in every area of your life because God's grace is God's willingness to help man whenever he is in need. Whoever is in need, you will receive God's help this month to the glory of God. Somebody say supernatural grace. Amen? And finally, number four, grace is undeserved kindness. Grace is undeserved kindness. A kindness that is shown you and you don't deserve it is undeserved kindness. Somebody who have received grace is somebody who have received undeserved kindness. Now, grace is undeserved kindness. And I want you to know that when, we sh when, we, when God shows you this kind of kindness, your life will never be the same again. If you want to move from one level to another, don't struggle. Just seek for God's grace. Just seek for the way to go up in life, the way to open new doors, the way to change your life is by connecting with God's grace. In the book of John, chapter 1, verse 17. The book of John, chapter 1, verse 17. And I want us to read this one, which is very important for you. The book of John, chapter 1, verse 17. The book of John, chapter 1, verse 17. I want us, all of us, to read together. Can we read together with you? One, two, three. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came grace and truth. Jesus Christ. So grace, it was brought to us by Jesus Christ.
Because the law was given through Moses. But grace and truth was brought to us through Jesus Christ. Christ Jesus. And that is why I have told you that grace is God's riches available at Christ's expense. It is Christ who enabled us to experience grace. Amen? When God gives you grace, when God allows you grace, because we are saved by grace, we are here today by grace, and the Bible has said very well that for the law was given by Moses, but the grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. I came to talk about supernatural grace. Amen? Are we together somebody in the house of the Lord? I want us to quickly share three things you need to know about grace. Just three things that you need to know about grace. So this month of grace, may God help you to know this thing. I want you to know this. I want you to know number one, grace is perceivable. You can perceive grace or you can see grace in somebody. The word perceive. Grace is perceivable. You can perceive it. You can see it in a person. You can identify grace in the life of a man or a woman. Grace is perceivable. It, it, it grants you, it, it, grace is, when we talk about grace is perceivable, and I want us to read a scripture so that you can understand what I'm talking about. In the book of Galatians, chapter 2, Galatians chapter 2, verses 2, chapter 2, verses 9. The book of Galatians chapter 2, verses 9. I have said that Grace is perceivable. Galatians chapter 2, verses 9. And I want us to read together. All of us. One, two, three. And when James, Severus, and John, who seemed to be Peter's, perceived the grace that had been given to me, they gave me and Balanabas the right heart of fellowship that we should go to the Gentile and they to the circumcised. Amen? Look at what the Bible is saying. It says that when, when Peter, John, and James, they saw what Paul was doing, they recognized or they identified the grace that was working in him. In other words, you can look at somebody and what he is doing and you can say, this is the grace of God in the life of this man. You can look at somebody in an office, where she works or where he works. You can look at somebody in a business, and you look at the progress he is making, and you can see the grace of God in the life of that person. The grace of God can be perceived. You can know somebody who is worshiping God here with the grace. You can identify grace in the voice of a person. You can identify grace in the life of a man or a woman of God. You can identify grace in a husband or a wife. And you can look at, you can sit with somebody and say, this man is carrying some grace. Somebody in the house of the Lord say amen. I am talking about supernatural grace. And I have told you that grace is undeserved kindness. And I am saying, I want to share with us Three important things, three things you need to know about grace. And number one, you can perceive it. You can, you can look at somebody, and I can say this for free. I can say this, Baba Austin, that there is a grace in you 
to help children. Is it so? We can perceive that grace. It is something seen. It is something seeable. It's something you can see. There is, I always, I, I tell, I tell David Rachel, she has a grace to start things. When she starts something, nothing can stop her. Because when that grace comes, there is no mountain. There is no obstacle. She will, she is better she doesn't sleep the whole night until that thing works. That is a grace. That is a grace. There is another person who have a grace to remain faithful in one vision for a long time. Grace is perceivable. You can see it. You can perceive it. Can, I, can you ask your neighbor, which grace operates in your life? Is there a grace that people can perceive in you? A grace. Huh? Amen? When you have a grace, you attract, you attract what is needed. You attract acceptance. You attract open doors. You attract breakthrough. Amen? Imagine somebody connected to Kenobara and bought all our microphone. We have new, new, over eight microphones. All these microphones and, this, and stud, they, they were bought. Katase of Kenobara. Are we together? Press this one. Press this one for drum set. We have never bought drum set microphone. It is the first time we have this one. This one that you see in studio and other places. Now you can record live from here. We can record live music. Are we together with you? It is a grace. It is? It is a grace. It doesn't happen. If you try, if you try it yourself, well, if you want to know you don't have something, a grace of something, if you see somebody selling clothes, and then you go to Kongoya and buy clothes, and try to sell, you realize nobody is asking the price of your clothes. Nobody, and, and the people who are fitting, fitting the clothes, they say, these clothes are so huge. It seems they are supposed to be for Americans. <laughs> They're not supposed to be for Africans. Are we together with you? When you have, you have a grace, before you buy the clothes, you already have customers. Amen? May God give you grace. May this month be the month of supernatural grace in your life. May you attract a grace of doing business that brings profit. May you attract a grace that when we sit with the people, they understand you. It is a grace. When you have been given a grace as a man of God, when you teach or preach, people receive the word of God. It is a grace. It is not going to a good Bible school. Good Bible school is important, but there is also the work of the grace. Somebody said the grace is seeable. It is perceivable. Are we together with you? Because it grants you access to great men and great places. Yeah. Great grace grants you success. It grants you access. Grace grants you access. Great grace grants you success. Grant you access to great men and to great places. When you have grace. It opens doors for you. Hallelujah. Do you remember this scripture that say that a man's gift for him door 
and usher him before great men. Is it, is it in the book of Proverbs? 18c. Can we read together with you? One, two, three. A man's gift make rooms, make room for him and bring him before. What, 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 what bring you before great men? Gift. Is it gift? Gift. In another word is charisma. Charisma in another word is grace. Are we together with you? A, somebody with a certain grace is somebody with a certain gift. Grace is charisma. Grace is gift. And this is what? That a man's gift make room for him and bring him before great men. Do you want to, do you want to be ushered before great men? All you need is to connect with the supernatural grace. God's grace, it is if a wretch like me. It is, it is the one that opened bright eyes. It is also fight people that are lost. It is give them direction in life. Grace is so important. It ushers men. In the book of Proverbs, 17 verses 8. Proverbs 17 verses 8. Look for another version. Look for KJV version. Let's look at this. Yeah. Can we look at it? One, two, three. A gift is a precious stone in the eye of him that has it. With, with the soever it turneth. It eh? A gift. If you have a gift, it is a precious stone. Whatever it turns, a grace, it will usher you, it will make you successful. If you are, if your grace turns into business, you become a successful business. If your grace turns into, into academic, you become a success in academia. Because wherever it turns, I have told you, both grace and gift are the same. And you say, a gift is a precious stone. In the eyes of him that has it. If you have received grace, a certain grace, a grace to win soul, a, to, a grace to restore relationship, a grace to inspire people, a grace to network men and women, that grace is a precious stone. Wherever it turns, it prosper. May you, may you prosper by the grace of God. May you prosper by the grace of God. Do you have a, a simple version on the same? Do you have a simple version on the same? Receiving a gift is like getting a rare gemstone. Any way you look at it, you see beauty refracted. Amen? Anyway, when you have a grace, it's like you are beautified with a, with a gemstone. Yeah. And wherever you go, you refract, refract. It's like you shine. You will shine in whichever way to the glory of God. Which number are we now? How many have you written? Number one? Graces. So we can know which grace is operating in your life. Amen? We can see it. Yes. We can see grace in your life. We can know. We can know. There are people we know their grace. They operate. 
You see, you see this, this young girl that has gone out called Agnes, Agnes Kito, and the parents are here. She has a grace of keeping time and doing things perfectly. If you tell her to do something, she will do exactly that way. I always tell sometimes, you, you can be a very good police officer. <laughs> very obedient. She has a lot of loyalty. And she does things to, to press, press, precise with a lot of precision. With a lot of precision. I told her you can be a very good doctor or a very good police officer who is royal and who is perfect. But there are some people who are not perfect. If you make them doctor, they can inject you with the wrong injection because they can forget. I'm telling you. you they can just, somebody for malaria, they can inject them with another injection. I'm telling you. Because you, need, you have to have a grace to do some things. You have to have a grace to do some things in your life to the glory of God. There are some people you can see precision. You can see people that are articulate. I'm not saying the rest are not articulate, but there is something that you can see a grace. A grace of timeline. A grace of, of that you, of trust, you are trustable. We can say something and it can exactly happen that way. That is a grace. Somebody say, I need this grace. Number, number, number three. Grace will take you where Effort cannot take you. Grace will take you where effort cannot take you. Grace will take you where effort cannot take you. What happens with the grace? It is above effort. The energy you use, the force you use, the, 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 the strength you use, it is, it is not equal to the grace of God. When grace is in operation, grace will take you to a place where your effort, where your labor, where your hard work cannot take you. If you receive God's grace, you will go far than a hard-working person. If you receive God's grace, you will go far than somebody who will put a lot of effort. But if you have an effort and you put God's grace, then you will skyrocket and become an extraordinary person. What you need in your life is God's grace. You only add little effort to go places that nobody can reach that place because grace can, can access where labor cannot access. Somebody say grace can access where labor cannot access. Look, look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor, neighbor, grace can access where labor can't access. Amen? And I want you to know labor, labor for grace, labor Labor for grace more than you labor for other things in life. Just ask God, give me your grace. How do you labor for grace? Labor for grace more than laboring for any other thing. Once you get a grace in something, once the grace of God is operating in your life, I am telling you, other things of life will follow you. You have a blessed marriage. You have a successful business, you network with people in this life and you see the glory of God in your life.